This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Each year, Teach for America places thousands of recent college graduates in urban and rural public schools across the country. New Wharton research found that the inclusion of just one sentence in the job offer letter significantly impacted the number of people who decided to accept. The study's authors, Wharton Business Economics and Public Policy professors Clayton Featherstone and Jed Kessler, join us today to discuss how what they call social information can impact how we make high-stakes decisions like choosing our first job. Clayton, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. And Judd, welcome back. Thank you. So Clayton, first of all, could you give us a brief summary of what you guys studied, including a definition of what is social information? Sure. So uh, what we looked at is uh, basically Teach for America. They're trying to place teachers in uh, schools, like you said. And at some point, if you're admitted to the program, you get an email that says something like, congratulations, you've been admitted to Teach for America. You've been assigned to, you know, wherever, New York. Uh, We hope you'll join us. So that email is how they communicate uh, that you should join Teach for America. So the, email, the sentence we added to the email was just, uh, last year, 84% of people in your position chose to join Teach for America. We hope you will as well. And what we found is that one sentence was actually pretty powerful in inducing extra people to join Teach for America. That sentence is sort of a canonical example of social information. So it's just basically when I'm thinking about doing something, uh, I might be interested in what uh, others in my uh, situation uh, have chosen to do in the same way. And Judd, can you tell me a little bit about what were some of the key takeaways of the study? So the study involved you placing the sentence into the letters, and what did you find? So as Clayton mentioned, we found that adding this line increased the probability that people said yes, that they would join Teach for America. And we were quite interested in that finding because social information had been used in many other contexts for very small stakes decisions, deciding whether to donate $5 to a student, support students at your university, uh, learning that many other students were willing to donate the $5 made, made others more likely to donate as well. But we had not seen before we started our study, uh, which is co-authored also with Lucas Kaufman, who's uh, now at Harvard, that social information can work for very high stakes decision, a decision like your first job or like when you switch careers, deciding to to become a teacher, as many Teach for America candidates uh, are doing. And it's not just that it affected a high stakes decision, but also that it persisted. So one thing you might be worried about is I tell you, look, all these other people joined Teach for America, and now you're more likely to join. But you know, you sort, we sort of convinced you to do it, but you weren't really interested, and now you're going to drop out as soon at your first opportunity. We were very worried that that might be the effect we saw. But in fact, what we saw is that not only were people more likely to join, they actually stayed at, at as high, if not higher, rates. And so the people that were induced to join from our line uh, in the acceptance letter were still there two years later. Clayton, do you have anything to add? Right. So I think it's interesting when you uh, when you take a look at the study, because it's not just about a high stakes decision, but it's also about a high stakes decision where you have to continue to invest in the decision over time. Right. And it stands in stark contrast to kind of other places where we've seen social information work, like whether you reuse your towel. Right. You kind of choose to do it for one day and that's it. Whereas being in Teach for America, you're sort of in it for two years. Right. Or at a job, you're probably going to stay there for at least a year or two if you're taking the job. Certainly that's the hope. Now, Clayton, can you tell me a little bit, were there other conclusions that surprised you in the study? 
Yeah. Uh, one of the things that was surprising was uh, that we actually saw a bigger effect of the social information amongst those who you might be able to identify as on the fence. So, for instance, uh, when we took our study and you just look at instead of the entirety of people admitted to Teach for America, you look at the people who perhaps they didn't get assigned to their number one uh, region. Uh, or after they were admitted to Teach for America, you asked them, hey, how do you feel about this? And maybe they weren't so jazzed about it. You actually saw that the social information had a larger effect on these guys. Uh, the idea here is that these people are on the fence. So they're sort of 50-50 whether or not they should join for Teach for America. And these are the people for whom a small little nudge like the one that we use might actually change their decision from not joining to joining. And I would think that would make a big difference because especially with Teach for America, I mean, they're potentially competing with job offers that these kids might have gotten too. Right. No, that's absolutely true. Now, Judd, what are some of the practical implications of this? So, I mean, how could, I know how Teach for America is using it because it's from the study you said that they actually have added this letter into their acceptance letters, but how can this be applied, I guess, by other businesses or even in other high stakes situations? So it's a great question. I think there's a few key takeaways. Uh, The first one is we had a measurable impact on the number of people who joined. And you might notice adding a line to an acceptance letter, particularly when it's an email, is very cheap, if not free, to do. So the fact that they now include the line in all their acceptance letters is an indication that you know, basically at no cost they're, uh, they're taking advantage of this social information nudge, getting more people to join their program. So one potential implication for others is that they might, other organizations might want to look for opportunities like this. Uh, What are the very low cost ways that you might increase some outcome that you care about, whether it's reaching out to uh, potential customers or to potential employees? Uh, These types of nudges at a very low cost can have big impact. And one of the things that Clayton mentioned earlier, this issue of the people who are on the fence being the ones that are affected by it. I think that's the key, one of the key takeaways for other organizations. Teach for America, it's sort of easy to identify who are the people that are on the fence. They wanted to work in Philadelphia and they wanted to teach math and they didn't get a Philadelphia math job. They got something else. Uh, That is, that let's teach for America and let's us as researchers partnering with them really think about, okay, what might be important for this particular group of of folks? And other organizations might want to do the same when they're thinking about their, uh, how they might nudge people to behave that one takeaway is they should really be thinking about who are the people that are on the fence that might actually be impacted by the intervention they're considering. Now, Clayton, one thing I was curious about when you say that knowing how many people accepted last year influenced people accepting in that following year. Is it Was the social information influencing people because they saw the – that make them think the program was more competitive because of that, because make them think it was more prestigious, or just that they saw, you know, lots of other people did it, they were successful at it, so I can be successful too? I mean, what is driving this? That's a very good question, and unfortunately one we don't have a great answer for. Uh, So after the fact, we uh, we actually surveyed people about, uh, you know, basically those who received our treated email and those who didn't receive our treated email. And we asked them questions like, how good do you think Teach for America is as an organization? Or how much are you going to be able to uh, help kids with Teach for America? Or how is this going to help you in a a subsequent career? And basically what we found is there weren't uh, huge changes 
that our uh, little information nudge uh, made on those uh, measurements. So that being said, it doesn't mean that social information isn't changing our uh, people's beliefs about uh, some quality of Teach for America. It just means we might maybe didn't hit that quality dimension, I guess. And Jed, anything to add? I think it's it's hard to uh, really tease apart for some of these interventions exactly what uh, is driving them. You know, it, it is social information. It is information about what others are doing. You raised a number of interesting hypotheses for why that might influence people's decisions. Uh, I think just because we didn't find evidence of it doesn't mean that uh, they aren't all active. Um, and so that's, uh, again, something to think about when you're trying to target the people that are on the fence, trying to understand what their psychology and what they care about uh, and designing interventions that can influence them. And Jed, do you feel like that there are any misperceptions that are dispelled by this research? So if one misperception you might have is that uh, it's, you know, you have to engage in lots of costly uh behavior to to persuade people to do something. I mean, again, the fact that this was an intervention that essentially was free and had a big impact on people's decision to join means that there are opportunities for organizations to take advantage of a similar style nudges. Uh, one additional thing to point out is that, you know, we had a hypothesis that this would work, but one of the important features of our study is that it was designed as an A-B test. So we explicitly randomized which people received which of the letters, which allowed us to uh, make very strong claims about the fact that it was this line and, and not something else that caused the applicants uh, who had, were admitted to then say yes to the program. So I think that's uh, something that organizations, uh, you know, I don't know that I'm, we're dispelling some uh, misconception that they have, but if they if if you thought that you could take a, a nudge out of the box and apply it to your organization without testing it, I would hope that uh, you know or someone would think twice and say, oh, maybe we should do an A/B test first to make sure it has the effect that we think it will uh, before running with it. Mm-hmm. And Clayton, what sets this research apart from other research conducted on similar topics? I mean, as far as research on uh, nudges and social information goes, especially social information, I think the big difference with our research is uh, first showing that it affects kind of a big decision, not just whether you donate five bucks or something like that, but also, and I think this is really what sets our research apart, uh, showing that it can affect a decision where um, it's not just whether you do something today or even tomorrow, but whether you do something over the course of two years. And Judd, what's next for the research? So uh, we have really enjoyed working with Teach for America. They're eager to learn from partners with academics uh, like us. Uh, So that's been really great. So we're working with them uh, to try to see if there's other ways we can help improve their uh, matriculation and uh, retention uh, in in the program. So uh, one of the next things that we're looking at with them is they have a transitional grants and loans program. So if you get accepted to Teach for America, you're going to be asked to move to a new city, get trained. Uh, there's going to be a few months before your first paycheck comes as a teacher. And so they provide grants and loans to uh, their admits to help them ease that transition. And so we're helping them uh, think about what is the best way that they could allocate those funds and trying to investigate what the effect of an, of an additional few hundred dollars uh, is on somebody deciding uh, that they can say yes to Teach for America and pick up and move and, and, and stick with it. Uh, and so that's something we're really excited about that I think this project opened up because now we have an active relationship with Teach for America on research. 
Clayton and Jed, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.